This is All India Radio. In the weekly program Current Affairs, we now bring you a discussion on strengthening bilateral relations between India and France. The participants are Dr. Harsh V. Pant, strategic analyst, and Kamar Agha, senior journalist. Manish Pratim Bhuan, journalist, initiates and moderates the discussion. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has just concluded a very, very crucial two-day visit to France, bilateral visit, during the talks with French President Emmanuel Macron last night. Both the countries discussed a range of strategic issues, including bilateral, regional, global issues. Mr. Pant, how do you see Prime Minister Modi's visit to Paris that concluded a couple of hours back? France has emerged as a very important partner of India and I would consider it the most important strategic partner at the moment given the circumstances that we are in and the kind of support that France has historically lent to India and the kind of support that France is lending to India these days, whether it's defense, whether it's strategic matters, whether it's matters related to our neighborhood, is quite unprecedented. So I think it was befitting that the Prime Minister decided to make France his first choice, his first visit in the second term outside the subcontinent. And the statements that have come out of France in the joint statement, as well as some of the MOUs that have been signed, indicate the nature of this relationship, which is widening, which is now all-encompassing, which is very, very productive in, in very significant areas, and which is very forward looking. So in that sense, this visit is very important, is very significant and continues, I think, will shape the future of not only Indo-French engagement, but I think also India's engagement with Europe at a crucial juncture. Mr. Aga, in fact, before delegation level talks, Prime Minister had a 90-minute one-on-one with Mr. Macron, during which, in fact, they discussed various issues, including uh, situation in Kashmir. Prime Minister briefed him about situation in Kashmir, why India had taken certain decisions relating to JNK. They had talked about Indo-Pacific. They had talked about growing defense cooperation between two countries. So how do you see, in fact, this personal bonhomie between Mr. Modi and Mr. Macron? Because the 90-minute one-on-one talk is bit unusual. They must have discussed the global issues, the regional and as well as global. France has emerged a very important country now, partner, especially of India. Ever since now, Britain has decided to withdraw from European Union. Now, France is our gateway to European Union. So that's why it's important to become more important to us. Besides this, in trade relation, we don't have not much, uh, in fact, bilateral trade. Still, it is only 12 billion. That should have gone to 40 or 50 billion. It should have, you know, in near future. But we have uh, defense ties, strategic ties, as mentioned by Mr. Pant, you know. Then we have a very strong nuclear and space cooperation with France. And uh, France is only country, you know, which has not condemned when Prime Minister Atal Bihari tested the nuclear weapon and weaponized it, in fact, in India. France is one country, you know, which is supporting the India's permanent membership in Security Council of the United Nations. It is also of the view that uh, believes in multipolar world. So therefore, ties have strengthened. We have anti-terror cooperation that is also going on. Not only, you know, the strategic ties, but also the educational ties, the cultural ties, art, and then space cooperation. And uh, if you look at it, there are scores of uh, areas in which India and France are cooperating different fields. Make in India project, you know, we are hoping the joint production in defense fields, not only the Rafale, but other areas, you know, like a Scorpion class uh, submarines, which they are, you know, then uh, Navy or Air Force or Army in all sectors and other sectors, you know, space, defense, so all these you know, are important to both the countries. And I'd say relationship which is in the interest of both the countries.
Mr. Pant, in fact, Prime Minister's visit comes in the wake of India's decisions on Kashmir. And Mr. Macron, in fact, he came out very strongly in support of India's position. Yesterday, he very clearly said that it's a bilateral issue and India and Pakistan have to sort it out, which is like, you know, I mean, strongly backing India's position. So how do you see Mr. Macron's strong support of India's position on Kashmir? It is another sign how Pakistan's attempt at internationalizing the issue of Kashmir uh, is gaining absolutely no traction. But I think in particular with France, what France has been able to do on Kashmir is, of course, the statement which is very vocal, very unambiguous about uh, defending India's position. But if you also go back and see what did, how France defended India's interests when China tried to bring this to a formal UN Security Council process at the behest of Pakistan. France was the one country that was at the forefront of scuttling Chinese behavior there. What we are looking at is France. Traditionally, it has backed India, but I think in these circumstances where India really needs help, France really pitching in, France really raising its game, and France making a diplomatic case, being a very important P5 country, not simply to the UN Security Council, but to a larger international community, that India's case on Kashmir remains a very strong one, and that the matter remains primarily a bilateral one. It is interesting that this would be some ways leading to the broader conversations that perhaps Mr. Modi might be having with other world leaders of the G7, which where, where again he'll come back to France yeah. at the end of his trip. So again, you will find some of this reverberating across top level leaderships in the world. France and Mr. Macron's leadership on this issue would be very well appreciated in India and further reinforces the view. All the major powers that India is engaged with, perhaps with France we have a relationship which is almost devoid of any major irritant. It is a relationship where the strategic convergence is so huge that we instinctively understand each other's priorities and therefore dovetailing other priorities within that larger strategic matrix is not really that difficult for New Delhi as well as for Paris. Are you also saying that in fact Macron's very clear-cut comment on Kashmir supporting India's position is also reflective of in fact Pakistan's position and the kind of propaganda they are just pushing in the last few weeks is falling apart basically. We have seen that falling apart over the last few days and we have seen how desperate Pakistan has become in its attempt, in its visible failure of its attempts to internationalize this issue. So you have all sorts of statements coming out from Pakistan and its top leadership, which is quite unfortunate. The game that they were trying to play all along was that if they brandish their nuclear weapons, if they brandish fault lines in Kashmir, they raise the stakes so high that the world is going to come and ask India to take back what it has done. On the contrary, what seems to be happening is increasingly Pakistan finds itself isolated. Today only we have this issue of FATF, the decision that has come out. They are sort of moving, the Asia-Pacific group of the FATF is now taking this listing to blacklist from grey list. Pakistan's case, they are not satisfied with Pakistan's performance on terrorism. So clearly, Pakistan's approach on this question is falling apart and you see that desperation both in the statements that Pakistan is making and you see that reflection of India's success in the statements that have come out, amongst others, by Emmanuel Macron. Mr. Agar, you just briefly spoke about defense cooperation. In fact, defense cooperation has been a pillar of India-France strategic partnership. So, but in the last few years, in fact, particularly since 2014, we have seen an upswing in defense cooperation. So how do you see, in fact, India-France defense cooperation going forward in the backdrop of, in fact, the mega deal for procurement of 36 Rafale jets? And there is a proposal to, in fact, have another batch of 36 Rafale jets. France has been pushing for a full-on order. So how do you see the anti-defense cooperation going forward? Do you see, in fact, any kind of 
joint venture between the two countries to manufacture various key strategic platforms so that both the countries can export these kind of platforms also in future. I see, you know, there is a lot of scope in the interest of both the countries. You know, private sector industries in India as well as in France, they're very eager to have this type of cooperation, you know, joint production or co-production with India in defense sector, not only defense sector, but other sectors as well, you know, like uh, automobile and many other, you know, it's a long list of, of uh, products, you know, which both the countries are willing to cooperate in manufacturing particularly. So these are the areas. And there are some problems, you know, initial problems, you know, because we'll have to sign number of agreements, especially in the field of defense. We are going through all these processes. Plus, we have a nuclear cooperation with them. They have to build nuclear reactors in India. Nuclear reactors, now focusing on the defense cooperation. So, part, defense yeah. cooperation is increasing day by day, you know, Rafael, with Reliance, and then many other areas where the negotiations are going on. In dealing with the Western nations, it takes longer time because there are process is very difficult, you know, you have to go through the parliament ultimately and then pass through. So that is why some time is taken. Then secondly, you know, these are very sophisticated technology. So a lot of uh, discussions takes place, the use of this technology, the ultimate use of this technology. And then, you know, since it is going to be the private sector, we'll have to sell it to the third countries also. So we'll have to find, they see the market where the market lies. We have a cheap labor in India which is a computer savvy, English speaking, highly technical class. So that suits to most of the countries in Western Europe because the labor cost is very high and labor is uh, not much in numbers in these countries. So therefore, not only France, many other countries are looking towards India, including Americans. And of course, we have with Russians uh, a deep connection in defense sector that is continuing. They are the number one, but France is emerging as a major defense supplier. Mr. Pan, terrorism is a very, very serious challenge India is facing. France is also facing the threat of terrorism. In fact, France witnessed a number of bombings, terror attacks in the last few years. And today, Prime Minister Modi very clearly said that, in fact, France and India stand firmly together to face the challenge of terrorism. How do you see cooperation between the two countries going forward? How do you see, in fact, more real cooperation between countries to take on terrorism, particularly cross-border terrorism emanating from our neighborhood, Pakistan. So how do you see France and India just coming together and then tackling this very, very serious challenge facing both the countries? Terrorism is now, of course, a global phenomenon. Therefore, there were times when um, the idea was that if there is terrorism in South Asia, why should West or why should Western European countries bother about it? That phase allowed certain kinds of approaches towards India and towards Pakistan, which were not, we did not do justice to Indian claims then, that look, we have a real problem here and what Pakistan is doing as in India claimed that to the world community is detrimental not only to India's interest, but to the larger interest of the, of the international environment. I think now what has happened is that as terrorism and extremism has come to the shores of Western countries, there is a better realization of the challenge that they face. France is one of the most serious victims of extremism that, uh, and terrorism that we have seen. The kind of attacks that France has witnessed over the last uh, five to six years. 
the manifestation of that undercurrent which is prevalent in a large part of Western Europe where there is great anxiety about the future, there is a great anxiety about how do you integrate a large part of the population that is increasingly unintegrated, not integrated with the, with the mainstream. And therefore, when you look at terrorism today, you look at terrorism through that entire matrix from Middle East to South Asia to Western Europe. You are not looking at terrorism as if terrorism is a self-contained problem in South Asia or a self-contained problem in, in Middle East. You have the rise of Islamic State, which has no compunction about saying that, look, we are a global enterprise. We are, we are going to spread from Middle East all the way to Western Europe and we will chart out a caliphate accordingly. That realization has now dawned on countries in, in Western Europe. And France, of all the countries, has had a very clear-eyed appreciation of this challenge. And therefore, when India talks to France about terrorism, it finds a willing partner there. It finds a partner that understands these problems. It finds a partner that is able to take concrete steps in terms of taking this problem challenge forward. So I think when this idea of, which I think was also reflected in the joint statement, that we do not want cross-border support for terrorism, we don't want you know, sanctuaries for terrorists, this is an idea, while it, it may sound as if this is primarily about India and Pakistan, but this is also with regard to what French are facing. So they don't want what is happening in the Middle East to flow to their parts of the, the world. And I think that is a challenge that brings these countries together. In the last few years, we have seen both these countries collaborating very, very significantly at multilateral forums. So the United Nations, for example, the two have been at the forefront of calling for a comprehensive um, definition of terrorism, comprehensive convention on terrorism. Uh, similarly, the two bilaterally have engaged with each other on this issue by the kind of intelligence sharing that India is doing with its uh, with countries like France has grown up significantly. So clearly we are looking at a problem that is increasingly global in nature and therefore the two countries also look at this problem as one where the two can come together and deal with it. Yeah, both the leaders actually, the joint statement says that if they agreed to work together to early adoption of the Comprehensive Convention on International Tourism. So do you see any hope of UN actually adopting the CCIT as proposed by India? Not in the near term. I think there are too many, I mean, countries with great vested interests would prevent it. And because you work by consensus and you work by the modalities of the UN Convention, it would be very difficult. The problems would remain the same and I think we would be stuck where we are. But I think what it does is it, it tells you that even if there is no comprehensive convention on terrorism that UN can adopt, perhaps countries that are like-minded can work together bilaterally in a smaller forum. So minilaterals and plurilaterals, the way they can work. You don't necessarily have to think of a global convention. You can think of two friends or five friends or ten friends, like-minded countries sitting around the table and trying to figure out how do you deal with this, with a problem that is increasingly global in nature. And we should not forget that France played a very key role in, in fact, designation of Masul, Masul Azhar. Azhar case, yes. But the United Nations, in fact, I mean, they really support for India. That is a thread that binds India and France because France has been consistently saying that this is a problem, that this is something that Pakistan has to rectify. And also France has become a very important partner for India in the UN Security Council, where China often takes Pakistan's position. Therefore, you need a partner like France that can defend your interests whether you are on the right side of France or not all the time. But irrespective of that, because both countries ideologically view strategic autonomy as very, very crucial in their foreign policy, they are also bound by that idea. Mr. Aga, Indo-Pacific has been a very, very important area of cooperation between France and India in the last few years. Prime Minister Modi has also been talking about, in fact, the need for peace and stability in Indo-Pacific. So how do you see India-France cooperating in Indo-Pacific to ensure stability and peace in the region. It is very important for both of us, India as well as uh, 
France, but we also have cooperating, you know, with the United States and many other countries of the region. Here, you know, Pacific India plays a greater role. So the France or the Western European powers, you know, they're mainly depending on India to somehow counter Chinese missile flexing in this region together with the local countries in the whole of the region, you know. India has its own policy in the Pacific region. We don't want militarization. We want to settle this dispute, especially with China, through negotiations and talks. We don't want military solution to this problem. But at the same time, you know, this region is very important because almost a big trade, almost five to six trillion trade passes through this region from Gulf of Oman to Strait of Malacca and then to Pacific region. So therefore, this uh, whole region becomes very important for me. Then we have allies in this region, right from Vietnam down to, you know, South Korea, Japan and other countries of the region. So therefore, it becomes very important. And France uh, is looking towards India in cooperation with this. And we have uh, military cooperation with them, joint military exercises we are conducting. By the way, France has also offered its external uh, territories or bases which are located in this region, Afro-Asian region, for use of Indian forces. So therefore, it becomes uh, all the more important French cooperation, not only in this region, but uh, Afro-Asian region. Uh, Mr. Pant, Prime Minister also said that, in fact, border countries agreed on a new roadmap on cyber security and digital technology. How this roadmap will be important for border countries to enhance cooperation in the cyber sphere? One of the most important aspects of India-France relationship is that while we have a sort of historical relationship which where France stood by India during very difficult phases, where in France was perhaps, as was pointed out earlier, was the only country that did not sanction India after the 1998 nuclear tests, where France war has traditionally supplied India with critical defense technologies. If you want to sustain partnerships in this day and age, you need a more forward-looking approach. And I think that's where the MOUs that have been signed are very, very interesting. There's cyber, there is artificial intelligence, there is Internet of Things, there is uh, supercomputing, there is energy. All of these very significant because that's the future. And if you are not binding yourself to a future where the two countries can engage with each other on questions which matter to their increasingly young demographic, then I think there is a problem. And I think that is why the new elements in this relationship become very, very important. And cyber and uh, artificial intelligence are two areas which perhaps will dominate the way global order configures itself in the coming years. We know, for example, that cyber security is being challenged around the world, that there are two very different versions of cyber sovereignty that are coming into place, that Chinese and Russian influence on the cyber space is gaining momentum. We have concerns about it. France has concerns about it. We know that as modern economies, we need to protect ourselves from the cyber threats. And we also know that unless we give the skills to our youngsters who are entering the fourth industrial revolution where Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, supercomputing are going to dominate the landscape. We are not going to make full use of our demographic dividend. So clearly France is one country which where the partnership can really be productivity enhancing for us. The Indo-French engagement actually is now tapping into that sentiment. Not only have to 
focus on the traditional areas of defense or nuclear or economic cooperation, but also what, what is going to change 21st century in the coming years. And months. So I think another aspect of this cooperation will be, in fact, cartel financing. In fact, a lot of transactions take place in the digital sphere, right? So this co- kind of cooperation, cybersecurity and digital technology will definitely help in, in fact, cutting that uh, fund flows to various terror organizations. Because I think that is one area where, you know, this thing, where it is also part of what the, some of the countries are, are trying to do at the global level right. in terms of looking at terror financing, in terms of looking at money laundering issues, in, in terms of how terror groups are financed across the world. Because again, terrorism is no longer about area. It is a global phenomena where money is flowing in from across the world to certain areas and that has to be cut and no one realizes this better than France and India with France facing this problem from the Middle East at the moment where clearly there have been repercussions on what goes on in the Middle East and what happens in in France in the larger European landscape India facing this problem vis-a-vis Pakistan we have had great difficulty in managing these transactions cyber security is therefore not only important for the civilian side but also from the hard security aspects we have to look at how terrorism can be contained but also cyber security becomes important if you are looking at great power politics, if you are looking at the role of China and if you are looking at the role of countries like Russia, whereas China is a very sensitive question for us, Russia is a very sensitive question for France, and I think that's going to be an interesting discussion in the two countries. Uh, Mr. Aga, in fact, you mentioned about nuclear cooperation earlier. We have been talking to France on the Jaipur nuclear power mm-hmm. plant. It is being finalized very soon. How do you see the overall nuclear cooperation between India and See, we have nuclear cooperation not only with France, with America and many other countries. There are some problems that is continuing. And now since uh, um, this uh, have been sorted out virtually to an extent. And we are hoping, you know, in near future the work would start in a big way. The Russians have already installed a number of uh, uh, nuclear plants, you know. They are working on that, you know. But the France and other countries, there were some difficulty, you know, now. The sovereign guarantees are being talked about and many other things related to it are sorted out the matter. The important thing, as uh, Professor Pant has mentioned, you know, in these nego- I mean, talks with the France, you know, the Prime Minister must have read the FATF issues. That is very important for India, you know, because yesterday the Asia-Pacific group of uh, have uh, Pakistan on a blacklist, you know, have recommended that it should be next October 18 to 20, you know, FATF general body meeting would be meeting in France because the group FATF is based in Pakistan where they are going to discuss Pakistan's role in money laundering. And Pakistan have not been able to contain this. Money laundering is continued to take place. Money laundering, but other areas of militants in the field of terrorism, they are continuing to develop. And it has failed to impress this region. So therefore, this would be discussed. And Prime Minister would see to it, you know, that the country wanted, you know, basically, that Pakistan should be put in, blacklist because once it is put in the blacklist then it won't be able to get any loan from international financial institution like World Bank or or uh, IMF and that would be a great uh, strength to contain Pakistan's militant activities. This thing would come up and we'll soon get to know the details about the meeting about FATF. Professor Pan, how do you see other areas of people to people contact is a very very key area of cooperation between the two countries. Last year as Prime Minister said 2.5 lakh French tourists visited India, 7 lakh Indian tourists visit France every year. So do you see any greater scope of in fact expanding this people-to-people cooperation between these two strategic partners? 
given the kind of role that France plays in the global tourism matrix, we have just touched the tip of the iceberg. We, we, there's much that can be done. Similarly, I think the numbers from France are not that impressive, frankly, because given the size and the scale and the diversity of Indian experience, we can have many more French tourists coming to India than traditionally. So I think a large part of it is about selling Indian tourism narrative in, in France more effectively than we have done in the past. The numbers are growing, but clearly we need to do more. The other area, of course, which is related to this is how do you make France attractive in you know, academic destination for your students? Because unless you have the younger generation taking an interest, it would be very difficult. And I think this is a very opportune time when Britain is looking inwards, when Britain is falling apart in terms of its engagement with the European Union. France can actually pitch in and derive a lot of Indian students are now going to France. Since is such an attractive destination for many of our youngsters today. There is much more that France can do to attract Indian students, given what is happening in Europe. So I think a lot in terms of academic exchanges, a lot in terms of tourism, a lot in terms of cultural exchanges can be done. We do a lot, but I think much more can be done, given that the scope is so, so much in this relationship as far as people-to-people and tourism-related activities are concerned. Professor Pant, uh, Prime Minister today came to UAE from France and then he's going back to again France on 25th to attend the G7 summit. So Professor Pant, my question is that President Macron's uh, invitation to Prime Minister Modi to attend the G7 summit, what does it reflect actually? Because it's a G7 summit, it's a very core group of countries, in fact, powerful countries and President Macron inviting Prime Minister Modi to G7 summit, what does it reflect? In my opinion, it reflects two things. One, it reflects France's desire to be a close partner to India and France's desire to project India as, as a country that is very important for future conversations about global order. The G7 is largely a group of the topmost economic powers in the world and France rightly so believes that without India being present in the room, you can't really be discussing global economic issues and therefore France invited India. So I think that says something about the trust and the comfort level that France shares with India. But I think it also reflects something on India, that India is now such an important player of the global order that you cannot have any important conversation in the world where India is not part of that table. So I think it reflects India's rise in the global hierarchy. It reflects India's attempt to play this leading power role in global politics and how the world then reflects back on India's role and how uh, countries like France are now reciprocating that, uh, that gesture by inviting India to platforms like this and to make sure that India's voice remains a prominent one. So it reflects both ways. It reflects both India's rise. It reflects France's sensitivities towards India. We've also seen great personal bonhomie between Mr. Modi and Mr. Macron. How do you see, does it also play a kind of role in in the overall cooperation actually between the two countries. Leadership is always very important and personalities always have a very important impact on the process of policy making. So Mr. Modi, I think that way excels in that aspect, that he has this ability to connect leaders directly. And even with difficult ones like Mr. Trump, he has been able to generate a sense of personal bonhomie. In Macron, it is more natural because it, it derives out of the traditional Indo-French relationship. Because we do not have any major political problems, it is, it is also easier. But I think it is largely an issue where, where Mr. Macron is and Mr. Modi both look at the world in, in similar ways and I think it makes it easier for them to have that conversation. But it's a tribute, I think, largely to Mr. Modi's ability to have these personal relationships with major world leaders and that, I think, has paid dividends to Indian foreign policy. In uh, Mr. Aga, apart from strategic issues, actually, the two leaders also decided to you know, expand cooperation in areas like civil aviation, IT, space 
skill development. So how do you see, in fact, exploration of new areas of cooperation for greater cooperation between two countries? You see, India is giving a lot of emphasis on skill development, civil aviation, and the plan is to manufacture planes in India itself. In fact, uh, already signed an agreement whereby some number of uh, French uh, transport plans uh, would be manufactured in India. So therefore... And then uh, skill development is another very important area between the two countries, not only with France, but also Japan, South Korea also, you know, they have opened a shop. Another important thing, I just want to mention one thing, the UAE has also very important for India because UAE is the first Muslim country, Islamic nation, which has come out in support of India and has uh, an issue of Kashmir, you know, when in, so therefore the Prime Minister has taken the time and then visited then After that, some other Gulf nations have also supported India as a stand on Kashmir. How do you see the Overall outcome of Prime Minister Modi's visit to France, but yielded a lot of bilateral agreements. So how do you see the overall outcome of Mr. Modi's visit to France? It has been a visit that has reinforced the positive trends in the relationship. And it was important for the Prime Minister to do that because of the kind of situation that, that India is passing through. And also because France has been such a valued partner. So I think the statement that he made that France would be the first point of his destination outside the subcontinent is a very important one. And I think our other interlocutors would be looking at it very carefully that uh, France is now India's most important strategic partner. And Prime Minister is not shy of articulating it is in his own way. In that sense, uh, and the outcome has been equal positive. Macron's statement, very, very positive on Kashmir, uh, would reverberate in the G7, would reverberate across major powers. The sort of MOUs that we have signed transcend, show that we are now looking at this relationship in a very forward-looking manner. And I think that has been the aim of the Prime Minister to make this relationship more forward-looking and more proactive. And that I think he has, he's, he has been partly succeeded in doing that so far. This visit will further strengthen India's ties, not only France, but also with the European nation. And there are a number of areas of cooperation. We hope in time to come, you know, the bilateral trade and other areas and defense cooperation would grow further. Thank you so much. You were listening to a discussion on strengthening bilateral relations between India and France. The participants were Dr. Harsh V. Pant, strategic analyst, and Kamar Agha, senior journalist. Manish Pratim Bhuan, journalist initiated and moderated the discussion. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.